Welcome back to Coffee Pod. Any topic, anywhere, anytime, that's what we do. And uh, this time we're just sitting and getting to know Adam. Hello, Adam. Hello. Thanks How are for you? having me. Yeah, great. Very well. We are actually having, I'm having a chai latte. And I'm having a hot chocolate. Nice. Neither of which are coffee. That's Neither okay. of which, yeah. That's okay. Despite this being the coffee pod. This is not a coffee shop and anyway. And no, we are actually at a Thai restaurant <laughs> that serves uh, so hot tra- chocolate and chai lattes. Contradictions all around. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> so uh, you just got back from a trip. Yeah, I just went to the UK for a month. Trip home. How was trip that? Trip home. Yeah, it was great. It was um, it was really good, actually. It was really good to go back and see all the family and... Uh, to actually go back and uh, wander around London again. Hadn't done that in a while. Yeah. And uh, despite growing up about an hour away from London, I never actually, uh, I didn't ever go and see it that much when I was uh, younger. But, uh, I mean, you'll probably realise this as well. Like, when you um, when you leave your, your home country and then you go back, you appreciate it more. At least that's definitely what I feel. Um, no, it like is for me. Is. Like I realised, like wow, we've got so much history. You know, there's like thousands of years of history there, and all the kings and queens, and you know, and like Shakespeare and all this kind of stuff that we've got there. And I just, I never really appreciated it until I, until I lived here and I looked at it uh, from another country's eyes. So no, that's it. It yeah. is a unique perspective. I haven't travelled a lot in the US, and that's yeah. what I'd like to do: go back and see it as a, a visitor. But yeah. also someone who's from there. So yeah. we do have a bit of a unique perspective. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it was great to go back. I um I went to uh I also went to Paris as well. I oh, did nice. that. When I was a kid, my mum was a travel agent, so we used to get uh discount family holidays when I was younger. And we used to go to uh like Belgium a lot and we went to France a few times. So when I was a kid, we went to France, we went to Disneyland. Oh, you're you're Disney, nice. You're Disney. How's that? And that was when you when you're like ten or eleven years old. Yeah, it's like the most amazing place you've ever been to. It is, and you know, it was just you know amazing, wonderful to go there. Yeah, you can't knock Disney. Yeah, exactly. Or world, even if you you make fun when you're a kid, it is is a land of wonder. It's a fantasy in front of your eyes. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. And you know, like when you're a kid as well, like seeing like a there was there was this was back in 1996, so they had only just built Space Mountain. <laughs> so just to see that as well, and to like go on all the rides and everything, and like it was just like it was just the coolest place ever. So that was the last time I went. So 20 all years right. ago That's was right. the last time I went when I was just there, uh, yeah, about 11 years old. But I'd never actually been into the city before, and I've always loved France, and I've always especially loved like French movies. So to actually like go there and like walk around and go and like point to place and like wow they filmed like that there and there was that there and that there and it was so cool I really loved it. No, that's great. Like see all that all that history. Yeah, and that, well that's it. Yeah, and you know that city owes a lot to Napoleon. The the guy just built that that whole city. True. It's, no, they forget that. They you know they always pick out the topics they want, but at the time yeah. someone who has yeah who is dead set on yeah. one thing didn't mean he also didn't have a love for his country and trying to make it yeah and you really get yeah. well at least i felt that 
just walking around the city is that this is a man who is really dedicated to his country and uh, to the city as well. Yeah. So. It's laid out beautifully. Like, you know, when you ever see an overhead map, how everything and every yeah. monument, you know, yeah. is in line in the Eiffel yeah. Tower and the Arc de Triomphe. Yeah. You can see how someone actually designed a beautiful city from yeah. scratch. Well, that's it. Yeah. That's it. Um, no, I love and that. that's like when I, I climbed up to the Arc de Triomphe and I looked mm. around and you can just see the grids and everything and just how it's all laid out. It's yeah. So it's... Yeah. It's a really cool city. I really loved it there. I, I went with my family. That was in the 90s. Yeah. But I would, I would love to go back on my own. It's always different with, with your parents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As opposed to as an adult exploring the world. Well, the French have a real affinity for uh, for the Americans. Yeah, yeah. You know, just walking Love and hate, but yeah. But walking around there, you know, like there's like the, there's like the Eisenhower Street, and then there's like oh, uh, yeah, all these yeah. like different yeah. like New York Avenue and... You know, it's such a cool. Yeah, it's uh, that's that was the other thing as well. Like I was there for Bastille Day. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and uh, you know, I wasn't near the. I was nowhere near the Nice attacks, but no, just I wasn't even aware of it. I only got back to the UK when I got back to the UK. That's when I heard about it. But the day before, uh, all the French army was around everywhere. All, all the main tourist attractions that I went to, sort of. Right. They must have thought something was going to happen. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I went just like Bastille Day, though. <coughs> there were so many Americans. Really? There were, there were so many of them. <laughs> and like, like American accents that I'd not heard of before. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know where they were from. Maybe like the, the middle bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, you know, the, oh, okay, the, sure, the Fargo bit. The yeah. Fargo bit, That's yeah, great. The, the yeah. bit you don't really hear on like <laughs> movies or TV yeah. shows. The, yeah. the, the states, they just forget. They just leave out. Oh. But <laughs> is there a, uh, I was going to ask, is there a favorite thing you like to do when you go back? Something uh, that well, you I always mean, do? Or Oh, I mean, I always go and, I mean, I'm always spending time with my, with my dad. But there is one thing I always like to do. Yeah. And it's actually going to a particular cinema. Now the, this is the cinema that really like, for myself because I'm such a big movie geek. Yeah, yeah. This is the cinema that really like where I where it all started from, and it was the first cinema I went to where I was there. You know, I really set out. I like, I was like 17, and I was thinking like, I want to go and see this movie. The movie at the time was Underworld, and I wanted <laughs> to think like, how am I going to get there to see? It? And I went planned out my whole day just to go and see go to this cinema and just watch it there it's right you know where I, I grew up in like the countryside so we don't have any cinemas or anything near there so we yeah. have to think about the whole day and play it, plan it all out but it's always one thing I always go to and it's in a, a town called Stevenage most famous for being the birthplace of a Lewis Hamilton and Rupert Grint oh my god <laughs> <laughs> nice but that's where I go to I always go to that cinema and um, you know, a lot of times I spend with my 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 dad as well and my mum. This time I was spending quite a lot of time with my dad with his garden. He's just cut down these huge uh, conifer trees. So they conifer trees can get up to about hundred feet tall. Oh yeah. And uh, he chopped all of these trees down. Now he could have <laughs> he could have paid about a hundred to two hundred dollars more. For someone to just remove all the branches and all the logs and stuff. But instead... But instead, he <laughs> thought, no, I'll I'll do it myself. Now, my dad's almost 70, oh, and he was absolutely killing himself trying to do it. So when I got there, I'm like, oh, man, Dad, what are you doing? <laughs> so 
half my time was uh, clearing up the garden for him. But we live, as I said, we live in the countryside, so you know, like it, it's a beautiful garden once it's all clear. Yeah, up yeah, and it's yeah. All there But he did everything. it himself. But he did it himself. Oh my God. It was a bit of a. I think he was setting himself up for failure, really. Oh. Yeah. You were uh, mentioning you're a, a movie fan, and we certainly oh, yeah. talk at work about oh, movies. Yeah. Remember, we did the top ten yeah. movies, yeah. and I remember you you mentioned uh, Young Frankenstein. Oh, and yeah. I liked that we had that in oh, common yeah. because. That is one of my favorites. Werewolf, werewolf. Oh my god, brilliant! And Marty Feldman in that film. Yeah, he is just absolutely yeah brilliant. He's yeah. he's already you know he's you know back in the sixties and seventies there was a big star in the UK, but just to be in those films, he was just so yeah. brilliant. Yeah, uh, and that's Mel Brooks bringing together yeah the absolutely. right cast. And yeah, and that's it. And he and Mel Brooks had a real eye for uh, for comedic talent as well. Yeah, definitely. You know, he. he he really found out some really uh, fantastic comedic actors to be in his films. So. Definitely. Do you uh, do you think that those movies, when we always we always talk about it like it's nostalgia, oh, they're just not like they used to be. Is that just a sign of every generation doing well, the I same thing, or are those movies really just never going to come back well, like that? I would that? say they are what they used to be because they were they're they're an imprint in time. Yeah. Yeah. It's like those. You look at any films from like the 30s and 40s. You're not going to get those same style of films anymore because audiences have changed. The writers have changed. Definitely. The filmmakers have changed. Yeah. You know, so it's it's different to how it used to be. Yeah. So yeah, the films aren't like how they used to be because, because we as a society have also changed as well. Yeah. Um, but especially like with Young Frankenstein because that was all based on the 1930s Universal Monster movies. Oh, yeah, and definitely. If you've, yeah, and if you've watched any <coughs> of those films and then you watch Young Frankenstein, you'll just, yeah. you'll totally get at least, like, all, if yeah. not all, then most of the jokes, especially yeah. with uh, the cameo of Gene Hackman when he's the hermit. Oh, yeah, you the You see, blind. like, what he yeah. does there, and then you go back to Bride of Frankenstein, where that's come from, <coughs> and it's, like, almost yeah. like... A beautiful spoof of that of that whole scene. That's what I was gonna say. It's a parody and a respect. Mm. It's a reverence. So yeah. it is a classic on its own, but it's paying respect to how how these touched people like Mel Brooks yeah, when he was a kid. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, and that's what a spoof should be. And that's what he was so great at those things as well. Um, Blazing Saddles as well. Same thing. Yeah, yeah. The Western. The Western. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Same See, thing. High anxiety as well. Oh, that's right. Psycho. It's Obviously, psycho, all yeah. paying homage yeah. to his. To his heroes. Yeah, that's uh, right. Yeah. Now they do spoofs on 80, 80s movies, 80s teen movie and stuff. That's it, yeah. Make, making it. me feel old, like, really? I know. It's well, really that long ago? I know. It's, I'm going to feel very old soon when they start <laughs> doing spoofs of 90s movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, man, can't it's already happened. Can't hardly wait. The parody. Yeah. What? That's, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Is it that old? Yeah. <laughs> it is, though. <laughs> They're becoming that old. They you are know? becoming that old. It'll be yeah. 2020. You'll 2020, blink. yeah, and uh, then they'll start doing like a remake of American Pie and their yeah, and their Final Destination and all those kind yep. of films. Two, movies, the Faculty, they'll oh, do a remake the of faculty. The Faculty. Movies around the 2000s will soon be 20 years old. Making yeah. 80s movies a time capsule. Making yeah. 50s movies, yeah, hard to comprehend. You know, Isn't that funny? Yeah, I know. It's like watching, you know, like watching uh, Stranger Things, right? You realize just how like how special and unique the 80s were for movies. Yeah. They really, like, there was no other time where... Yeah, like, it, w it was busting my chops to yeah. watch that. I gotta watch that. I know, it's really good, <laughs> yeah. it, I, well, I really, I really enjoyed it, but it, you know, it really captures, like, the Spielbergian, 
type of films like the Goonies and uh, you know, oh, that's good. like E.T. as well. I was going to Stand By Me as well. It's very much like that. Now, see, I, Rob I love Stand By Me. So that that again fuels the fire as to why I suppose I should watch it yeah, because that definitely. one was that movie was perfect. Yeah, literally, it's one of those movies. I don't care if you're a critic or who you are. You you yeah. could watch that. There's not a misstep in that movie. Stand By Me. Yeah, it's that's right. Perfect, perfect coming film. of age. Yeah. And everything was right. Yeah. And a good writer and a good good cast. You know, yeah. River Phoenix gone. I mean, you yeah, know. Yeah, and that's that's the other thing as well. You know, when you realize, you know, he was he only died like a few years after that, and it's. Uh, yeah, and no, he didn't have could have contributed a lot a lot more. Yeah, that's right. Um, I don't know. I was thinking about modern times, and I was going to ask you. Uh, I think I asked uh, Stephen this, but it's a good question. It's just mm. about technology, and it's all supposed to be connecting us. Do you think? Is disconnecting us more than it is connecting us? You find that well, you live via your phone to connect to people well rather than just like this. Yeah, you know, I was just yeah, I was just reading something about that this morning, about um, about how like the millennials, so you know, my generation, yeah, is like yeah, how it's now becoming more and more Gen Y millennials, yeah, Gen, Gen Y millennials, how it's <coughs> more. We are so used to now to living behind an interface how everything we look at is a screen yeah we've almost forgotten how to communicate with people now you know that's it it's communicating with people in a face-to-face basis is now like a a secondary or a a third tier thing now we are now more happier doing social media facebook twitter snapchat we've almost forgotten how to talk Mm. to people and how to communicate with people so yeah, I mean, people, you know, like, this is the other thing I noticed about doing my travel, is that people, like, when I was walking around the Louvre, people were just walking up to a picture and just taking a picture, and oh. just walking on, walking on to the next next painting, another picture, next painting, another picture, but they weren't even looking. <laughs> they were just walking up to it and just taking a, a picture of it, and just going off. So people live behind the lens as well. We've, we've forgotten That's how it. to just appreciate things more. Yeah, yeah. Because now everything's instant. You know, we're an instant generation now, and if things aren't instant, then we go like, "Well, how come that isn't? You know, that isn't what that isn't working the way I want it to. That isn't happening as quickly as I wanted it to." It's uh, it's the uh, sort of it's the Robin Williams, uh, speech to uh, um, uh, what was the? I've forgotten the movie now. (laughs) Dead Poets Society. Uh, no, close. Uh, but he was saying he was explaining to him you know you're young you you know everything you you, you read it in books oh, but he yeah. goes I've been to the Sistine Chapel uh, I bet you could describe the painting to a T but you don't know how it smells there yeah. you don't know how it feels you don't know how the wood grain feels yeah. in, the, in the church yeah. you know and that's that's the difference between experiencing something firsthand. Yeah. to look that's at a it. painting and be in the moment yeah. you could look up a JPEG on Google if you want to yeah. just do that exactly. you're supposed to be there in yeah, the moment that's right and um, that's one of the things I love about travelling you know when I was a kid I as I said I grew up in the countryside so I used to look out my bedroom window and I would just think like you know I really want to be out there I didn't know where there was but I wanted to be out there Yeah. you know and I wanted to go and see the world and to travel and to see see all these amazing things and to meet amazing people yeah that's and it and I've been able to do that um so now here, here's but a random question: mm. Do you 
Do you have a dark side? <laughs> a dark side. I'm curious Luke to wonder if you have a dark side. <laughs> uh, do I have a dark side? No, you know what? no I hidden? really don't think I do. No, I, I really don't. No. I mean, you can, you know, everyone has a... Everyone gets frustrated and everyone gets, you know, wound up and, you know, we can yeah, disagree yeah. and we can argue with a few yeah. things, but there's no darkness. No, no, no I, there's no darkness no, there? there's no darkness. I, I really wish I could, like, you know, be like the Hulk and sort of break and go... <laughs> but I'm not like that at all. So then then what, what shits you? Something must shit you. Even if it's one like, thing. Well, I'd, I would say the, you know, the, the people who are... Who sort of walk up and they take the pictures and stuff of like paintings or yeah you know like um being in crowds i don't really don't like being in crowds or you know having to yeah I, I really don't like crowds and i don't like being pushed as well i don't like being i don't like feel like there's uh somebody on top of me the whole time yeah you know, yeah like there's a there's like a, a hawk Flying over me the whole time, or a vulture. Over like me the physically whole time. pushed, or someone's pushing you to no, do something. Like, more someone's like a, like a metaphorically. Speaking, yeah, 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 yeah. But not f- physically. I don't like it either. <laughs> yeah. No, nobody does. Yeah, nobody does. It. So then, on the flip side, what, what inspires you? What, what, sort of things move you, or just even an idea you that know, you sort of yeah, in your life? Yeah, I mean, like, uh, I mean, definitely like. Uh, one the, uh, I, I guess like one of the things I don't like doing is saying goodbye. Yeah. And then you know I don't want to bring down the mood in this, but it's it's very hard to say goodbye to family and uh, to, you know and you know people who you're very close to. Yes. But in terms of things that move me, I mean like just very simple acts of kindness, just you know move me. If someone needs a hand and someone just is there or you know. I don't know. You see, like, uh, seeing people struggle and there's just someone who just gives up their time to help that person out for no other reason than just to help, just to be for that person. They don't have to know them. They don't have to even talk to them, but just to help them out. Um, That is definitely something that moves me. Um, There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, 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 definitely. Is Is there anyone in your past that that you would like possibly want to thank something that someone did that maybe put you on a path or or just it could have been a, it could have been a word that they said or s- is there anyone in your past that you mean like moved you in such a way that if you were to speak to him now you would say you know I mean you did this and I just wanted to thank you for yeah, that yeah i mean there was yeah i mean there was definitely a couple of people i would say my first boss um it was a guy called Steve Mails I used to work with at uh, Deluxe. Okay. And uh, he was someone that, you know, so I'd gone, I'd been, you know, my dream was to work in the film industry. You know, it was always a dream of mine. And I finally got it. And then it was quickly taken away by me. I can can tell that story another time. But uh, when they, when I was given this option of, you know, leaving this (coughs) Deluxe, it was called Outlab at the time. Or I can go and work in the printing department. Uh, Steve gave me a chance, uh, and I am really grateful that he did that. And what he did for me is that he—he he was the first boss that I learned where I could, um, you know, he really showed me how to be an employee. But he was the first person I really wanted to work hard for. 
he gave, he had a lot of respect for all the people that who worked there and who worked with him and who worked indirectly with him. He was a great mentor. You know, he really like when I really needed calming down, when I was getting very stressed out, he was there. If I needed uh, reassurance, he was there. He was a uh, a great, a really great guy, and uh, you know, I really wish I could just like see him again. Really, um, the other person is my stepdad. My stepdad has okay. probably had the biggest influence on me. Yeah, you know, he was the one who really got me into this industry. Yeah, he's always been a very. You now we've had some very difficult times. Yeah, but we've also had some really great times as well, and. Um, Especially in this last trip I've had from uh, the UK, I realised that how close we were, and how much he's uh, he's done a lot for me. So he would be another person as well that I would really thank. No, that's good. Um, is there? Because uh, I was thinking about an embe- like do embarrassing you have, moment. Do you have someone yourself? Oh, uh, I suppose I do, but yeah, I don't know. So you you're doing the you're doing the reverse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, you're yeah. asking me a question. No, I'm asking you. The tables have turned. I suppose there's a few, but I'll I'll link mine to yours because it's someone in this country that did have to do with work. Obviously, I could probably think of inspiring childhood people, but I'll say someone here who actually uh, hired me for my first job in Australia. Yeah. And and it's funny how he doesn't even realize it sometimes when I do bump into him if I'm doing a freelance thing for for seven or yep. whatever. Yeah. And his, his name's um, Phil Phil Colson and. I'll say, hey, how you doing? And I say, you know, I know I said this last time, but again, I just want to thank you. I thank him every time because you did give me my first job. Because yeah. when I, you know, I didn't know anybody here. It didn't matter what my experience yeah. was in TV yeah. before. Plus, I, w- I was not Australian. And some, some countries still feel that, hiring someone from somewhere else. And yeah. I get that. They'd yeah, rather yeah. hire someone here. But l- anyway, he, he gave me uh, a job at, at mm-hmm. seven. And from there, honestly, had I not gone that direction, I wouldn't have gotten any other job. I probably wouldn't yeah. be able to stay here. Yeah. So it's it's the little things like that. He gave me my first job. Yeah. He said yes. He let me in the door. And then mm. once you're in, I feel like once you're in the door, you can prove yourself. Yeah. You just need someone to just say, yeah, exactly. I'll give him a chance. And so, yeah. Yeah. And uh, whenever you're finding a job in this industry, the annoying thing that everyone asks for is experience. Yes. But you need, the ex- you need, to, you need to gain the experience to have the experience. And uh, that's definitely, uh, you know... It takes a lot, like you know. Like I think we both had this experience now. Then that someone took a chance on us, and you know, we're probably forever in their debt, really, for doing that. That's it. That's it. I was going to ask you: is is there a moment when you were a kid that was a really embarrassing moment? Now, I mean, you don't have to say, but these are the funny things that sometimes stick with you forever. Like really a really oh, not yeah. like you peed yourself. My, if you did, no, I hope you didn't. But no, my sister brought up a really good one actually in this trip. Yeah, and I completely forgot all about it. <laughs> ah, reminded you. It reminded me, and it's <coughs> yeah, it, it's yeah. It'll be. I'll try and explain it as best as I can. What happened? So we were um, we were on a family holiday in uh, Rhodes, I think Rhodes on Menorca. <coughs> So me, my mum, my dad, my sister, and in the family friends as well, came with us. Now at the time, I was wearing braces. I was wearing braces at the top and at the bottom. Uh, these oh were wow. removable braces. Yeah. Yeah. So I was wearing braces at the time, <coughs> and uh, the lower brace was really irritating me. Really, really irritating. And. Uh, I was like, oh man, I can't walk around with this anymore. I don't know why. I, I must have gotten something stuck in it. 
must have had something to eat and it got something got stuck in it. But anyway, I walked to this wall and uh, I took out the lower brace to sort of clear it, clean it out. And of course, it was been in my mouth for like last few hours. So <laughs> it might, when I took it out, it, it slipped. Yeah. And it slipped and it fell over this wall. Oh my god! <laughs> it fell and it and like there was some like uh, like uh, restaurants at the bottom. It, now come on! No, it didn't. Fall You're explaining an '80s movie. I, I don't know, know what right, this is it real. It really <laughs> didn't fall. Like, it didn't fall into someone's feet. I can tell you that. Okay. It didn't fall into someone's. That would have been better. Soup. It, yeah, <laughs> soup. Yeah. <laughs> More please. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it fell down. It fell oh. on top of this. Um, what's this called? Like a. Like an umbrella. Umbrella. Yeah. yeah, it fell yeah. on top of an umbrella, but yeah. this is a, an umbrella that covered all the restaurants. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sunshade or tarp. It's like yeah. a tarp, yeah, yeah. from this tarp. And there they are. And there they are. Looking at and them. Like, it was this, this was peak lunchtime <laughs> as well that this happened. So this film is dropped. <coughs> and like, oh, man, what have I done? And so I walked, <laughs> so I had to go down to this um, restaurant, right? And we had to try and explain to this guy, in sp- uh, this waiter in Spanish, that I dropped my lower brace <laughs> on top of the top. <laughs> and uh, one of the funniest things I, I think I'll ever experience is like seeing this guy come, like, who's like nodding away, like, yes, yes, CCC, yes, yes, yes. And he, uh, he walked in to the restaurant and walked out with this very long pole. <coughs> and he grabbed the pole and he hit the top. And it went, and it just kept hitting and oh bouncing. Oh my god! My brace kept bouncing and bouncing and bouncing. And this is like peak peak lunchtime. So yeah. Everybody's watching this. Yeah. And I was probably like twelve or thirteen when this happened. And bang, bang, <sighs> bang. And eventually, I got my brace, and it was like all muddy and oh gray and disgusting. Anyway. After the spectacle. After the spectacle, yeah. I was so embarrassed. Oh mm. my! I was absolutely bright red. But we. Uh, me and my sister had a good laugh yeah, about yeah. that there. Because no. she remembered it. My sister has an amazing um, memory. And I think I you might have done some blocking. I yeah, think you might have blocked it a bit. Yeah, a lot of childhood memory block. <laughs> yeah, yeah, childhood memory block. You locked that off. Yeah. She's opened it for you now, she so has, thank yeah. her for that. Well, We've got her yeah. to thank. Yeah, exactly. We've got to thank her well, for that. Here's one. Here's here's a very, very personal question. Go on. This yep. is a tough one. All right. What's What's wrong with Danny? I have no idea. Yeah, I don't either. I have no idea. I don't um, know. I we love we love Danny. Yeah, we. He'll love definitely him. be on the show soon. Yeah, because we, we got to figure out. Yeah, well, Danny's that's it. brain. We got to. Yeah, that w- I mean that's going to take more than one one coffee pod. Definitely, it's going to take, take a few a, coffee pods. It's going to take a few more sessions. Um, it will be. Mostly therapy. But, uh, therapy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I might. I might have a guest like a psychologist on guest hand. Psychologist. Yeah. And we'll start Dr. off Schoffhausen. and see where we go. Yeah. No, that's good. That's good. No, that's perfect. I was going to ask you uh, what's your dream job, but I think you hinted at that. What would be your dream job? Well, the dream job, well, it, it would be working like a film producer or film director. I would say, though, um, combining my love of traveling with movies, uh, f- uh, film scout, film location scout. That's not bad. Yeah. That's that. That How would be awesome. That? You get paid to just go around the world, just looking for yeah, film yeah. locations. Find that red door. Yeah, find that's that. it. This is yeah. the one. Yeah, I want to find this lake. Yeah, yeah. You know, and you have to go around the world to find that lake. Uh, that's a that's a Stanley Kubrick thing. He apparently sent. They were just taking so many. I think yeah. it was in London taking yeah. hundreds of pictures of red doors until he found the right one. Yeah. For uh, for the Tom Cruise movie Eyes Wide yeah. Shut. 
in his mind he sees it and that's the problem is with someone like him he's obviously passed away yeah, but he's such it. a perfectionist yeah he had to have it what he saw in his mind yeah. obviously that would be extreme yeah. but imagine if that was you how about yeah. this one no no, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. this type of red this type no. it's crimson no it's scarlet <laughs> this no. is scarlet no yeah. No, no, this is wooden. No. Yeah, this is wooden. Oh. Yeah, that's it. Um, you know what, though? Like David Fincher as well, he's the same. Uh, apparently, when they made Zodiac, um, when they're in the office, the, the detective's office, there is um, the fluorescent light, and the fluorescent light bulbs that they were using, they David Fincher wanted the 1970s one. Actually, the ones that they were using at the time yeah. when they were doing the, the Zodiac killer yeah. you know, investigation. Not a replica. Yeah. <laughs> and he absolutely wanted the those right fluorescent light bulbs. And apparently, like, you know, he would have, you know, he, he knew <laughs> if I was wrong. Yeah, yeah. So they spent, like, months and months and months looking oh, for these man. right light bulbs. you got to draw crazy. the line. But does genius have a line? People who are perfectionist and artist I don't know well that's it you know when it's like when is, is genius and perfection the same thing or do you get or insanity does perfectionism <laughs> come from being a genius or you know like yeah. I don't know throw in some OCD and yeah, you probably it. get someone who's the right mix I suppose yeah that's it David O. Russell yeah. is, he, is he a bit <laughs> apparently he's meant to be like I'm not sure but yeah yeah well, you've, you've got to have that. It's got to come, the passion's got to come from somewhere, even <laughs> if it's a place from, uh, you know, obsessive, yeah, <laughs> compulsive it. nature. I went to um, a really cool, actually, uh, Stanley Kubrick uh, art exhibition. Oh, wow. It was in a Somerset house in the UK, in London. I, and yeah, uh, they went and uh, they asked all of these different artists to do um, different, uh, to make an art piece from uh, you know, like a, a film, a Stanley Kubrick film that has inspired inspired them. them. Oh, that's great! Yeah. And there's some really cool ones in there. Wow. They actually had um, the uh, the shining carpet, you know, the in the hotel when he yeah, Danny's yeah. on the truck. Yeah, did 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 yeah. They had that all the way through this all all along on the floor. It was so cool, really cool. And then they had there was this exhibition as well. It had like four films. All at once, but are all kind of all four films are all inspired by Stanley Kubrick films. So there was one for like The Shining. That's fantastic. Uh, Barry Lyndon, uh, Clockwork Orange. You know, like all these different ones, and they're all and they actually all sort of merged as well within each other. And that's the kind of thing you need to be there for. You know, yeah. it's not always something that's just captured in a, in a picture. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, you need to actually experience it. Yeah, absolutely. So it kind of goes back to how we were saying. You know, like. Mm-hmm living behind the lens and then like actually being there for the moment actually experiencing something you know it's uh well this this was a real experience and we'll definitely yeah. have you on again yeah i'd love I to loved do it, it again will you come back absolutely there's definitely yes. more stories yes there are you. plenty more and yes. then uh we'll figure out danny next time yeah 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 we'll all, all figure right. it out yeah thanks all right thanks so much thanks for coming on and uh we'll see you again and thanks everyone for listening keep listening to coffee pod and enjoy and we'll be back <laughs>